0: So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast
1: that's nearly the same
0: as all the others.
1: Right, uh, and so for our other sponsor of the show, um, we have Wendy Pratter at Magical Journeys Travel. Yeah, we do. Yeah. The, The very beautiful... Looking Wendy Prater. Is she is she on your um, to-do list? Like if you meet her in real life, you're allowed to. She's um you'd open the wallet. Yeah. She's the picture in my wallet. I get you. I get you. But other than our lust uh, for Wendy, um, her and her magical journeys are there to help you plan your next Disney vacation. So whether that's a Disney cruise or a trip to Disney World, Wendy... Can help you by getting your reservations at midnight, getting those all important BR Guest dining reservations or meet and greets with Anna and Elsa. And uh, I think, if you quote this podcast, Craig, get a bit of a discount on your uh, deposit, don't you? Yeah, yeah, $25 off, yeah. There you go. So, next time you want to book a holiday, give Wendy at Magical Journey Travels a little tinkle at WPMagicJourneys.com or on Twitter at WPMagicJourneys.
0: God bless Wendy and all that sail in it.
1: Welcome to Universal After Dark, a universal podcast that's not the same as all the others.
2: Hi and welcome to this week's Universal After Dark. I'm Amanda and I'm joined today by Nick. Hello! And also Paul. Bo.
1: Bonjour.
2: Oh, very French.
1: Still French.
0: I'm still, still French, I'm still on French time. <laughs>
2: uh, I listened to your trip report yesterday, it was fantastic.
0: Why, thank you.
2: It sounded Nick. amazing.
0: I. Think it so. was. It was, and I can't, I actually can't wait to get back. Um, I bet. Just, uh, just everything about it was. I know I'm not. It's not going to be the same, but obviously all the the celebration stuff's still going on. So can't wait to get back. Still going, and on, with it. the family next time. It's
1: yeah, still going on. It be going on the next the next three times I go out, and I'm not even <laughs> yeah. going this year. Yeah, this is it still going on? Yeah. Why? Oh, well, because when I, I don't. I think they're the only part to do it, Paul, aren't they? But when Disneyland Paris have an anniversary, they like like to. Actually, no, that's not true, because I've seen Disneyland so. as well. They like to elongate it as long as possible. So yeah. you're looking at 18 months or so, maybe? Yeah,
0: Disneyland was 18 months. Yeah.
1: yeah. Wow. So. I mean, you won't get all the. You know, obviously, what Paul saw in his day there, they're not doing the same parades every day, and obviously, not doing that amazing celebration they did at the opening of that day um but they'll be keeping up all the signs and i i imagine they'll keep up a lot of the statues and things like that for the, the duration yeah
2: wow that's crazy well anyway what are you guys drinking
1: i have got a uh, big work event tomorrow which, oh. uh, I've got to leave quite early for. In fact, I've got to do the packing after the, We've recorded tonight, so um, I am being very sensible, and I am on plain standard Pepsi Max with amaretto. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> could not be too sensible.
2: That's so funny. What are you drinking, Paul?
1: Uh, I'm being rather
0: universal tonight, and I've got a uh, chocolate milk. Oh. A chocolate milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow! Very back to the future.
2: (laughs) Oh wow! Well, I'm drinking my usual Bud Light. Even though I said that I wasn't going to drink until I go on holiday next week, I have done it anyway.
1: Well, man, what would happen if you went all the way over to Orlando and they stopped selling Bud Light because they started selling it in the UK? I'd
2: be heartbroken.
1: Exactly. So. Blue moon. (laughs) Blue moon
2: exactly but I'm so excited it's like 10 days until I go away and I feel like this has flown by
1: Oh, it fly even more so when you're actually out there unfortunately
2: oh, I really hope not
1: mm. oh no I, mean, I don't wish that exactly on you but... mm. you're going well, back
0: in 6 months anyway so I know <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know it's making me very poor Uh. But also, Universal have just announced something else that's making me want to plan another trip this year, which I really can't do, but I'm so desperate to. (laughs) So they've announced that they are going to be having Harry Potter Christmas celebrations this year.
1: Which, let's be honest, because of the relationship that JK has with Universal, that's got to be pretty big news.
2: It's huge news. It looks absolutely fantastic. So they're going to decorate all of the front of London, all inside Diagon Alley, all inside Hogsmeade, and the mocked-up pictures that they've done look incredible.
1: Well, I, Amanda, like I know we've talked about this, on the, on, I think, on here before, but have you actually done the Harry Potter studio tour?
2: No, not yet still.
1: Paul, you've done it, haven't you? I've done it, yes. So when I went, and I went, um, I think we, I think it was a year that it opened actually. Um, well, it may have been the, the the following. No, I think it was the, the just after the first year anniversary. It was around Christmas time, and they did the Great Hall up for Christmas. Mm. And it was I've amazing. done it twice at Christmas. Yeah, I've done it twice at Christmas now. Oh wow! I mean, they Sorry. do really do a good job with it. Um, and I can't. I obviously can't compare it much to what it's like without. I've only been at Christmas, but um, you know, obviously, I know what the Great Hall looks like. Um, but they they do a really good job with the Christmas stuff. So for that reason alone, uh, I'd be very excited to see what they actually pull out of the bag at uh, the Wisdom World.
2: Exactly, I think this is going to be a really massive thing because, I mean, in the last few years, we have seen them adding little bits and bobs of Christmas decorations, but I think this is going to be stunning. Mm. I'm well, so so excited.
1: It's not just a few decorations. That's that's the thing, as you say, they are, uh, and as you can see from the the mock up images, you know, this is a overlay like you would see for Mickey's. Uh, what is it, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Or or an event like that. It's going to be an overlay, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, I (laughs) I can't wait either. As a Harry Potter fan, I can't wait to see what they
0: do. (laughs) It's absolutely
1: set up for
0: it, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's not not like they haven't even put Christmas in the films. (laughs) There's whole sections of films based around Christmas.
1: Yeah. And it's just like, it has to 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 be done. Yeah. what's weird is that I mean uh what is it now? It's the seventh year it's been open? It's the seventh anniversary this summer, isn't it? For mm-hmm. the Wisdom World. Um and that they've only started to do that now. Do you reckon it is,
2: it's, it's
1: strange. Do you reckon it's <laughs> like it could be they're preparing themselves for Pandora? I know as silly as it sounds, but it just seems like they're, they're, they're doing something um, to try and, in my opinion, just offset. You know, it's, it's come out blue.
2: Yeah. I mean, there was, there was rumours last year um, that something Christmassy was going to be coming or that there's going to be something coming to um, Hogsmeade. But I don't think anybody expected a Christmas or holiday overlay.
1: mm so that's great. Have they announced when it's going to start yet?
2: I haven't seen any dates yet, but I'd imagine that it's probably going to be um, November time.
1: Mm.
2: Probably along with when, but I've got more news in a second that I'll get to. Um, but they're going to have new food, they're going to have new entertainment. It's going to be Magical.
1: Have they signed up Jarvis Cocker to sing?
2: <laughs> no.
1: He did sing in the film, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like when you say something and you think, hang on a second, was it Jarvis Cocker? <laughs> it was Jarvis yeah. Cocker, at, yeah. At the Yule Ball, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, see? Yeah.
2: Well, sense? if they don't even have real life Hermione on the train, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I've I've not done the train. Is it is it really that <laughs> noticeable?
2: It's very noticeable. Yeah, it
1: <laughs> did, they, did, they, did the other two do their their voices or? Rupert did. He was the only one that came back. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Daniel didn't, but at least they got someone that actually sounds like Daniel to do it, yeah. rather than a sixty-year-old who smokes forty a day <laughs> to play Hermione.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Oh, well, the
2: biggest news with this holiday event is that there's going to be a projection show on Hogwarts Castle.
1: Say what?
2: I know, it's so exciting. So this is what was rumoured last year in the last few months, but it wasn't rumoured for Christmas time. It was rumoured to be kind of like what the cinematic spectacular is. Okay. But over at Hogsmeade. Um So I don't think anybody was expecting it to be Christmas-themed. But again, um, Mike Aiello posted a video of him walking around Hogsmeade and talking about it, and the things that he was saying were amazing. I'll send a link out on our page later so everybody can watch it, because it's fantastic.
1: Super. I I legitimately didn't know that. Um, Really? If I'm honest, I saw a picture and saw the headline and went, that's all I need to know for now. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm spot a little bit with projection shows because, um, obviously, I, I really thought that Disney Dreams was a great projection show and then what they did uh, for Star Wars against the Tower of Terror um, I thought was phenomenal in Paris as well. I know they have done a Star Wars thing in front of the Chinese theatre but didn't look quite as impressive. Um, and I think some of that's got to do with the, the style of building. Now, the, the Tower of Terror is a great looking building. Uh-huh. Um, and as long as you're using the building, uh, in the best way that you can. So, you know, you can't, you literally can't just stick a projection up of something. You've got to make it fit. Um, and if you ever saw, I've not seen the new Disney thing. My wife is seeing that this week <laughs> while I'm here. Um, but, with Disney Dreams, they, the projection was so good, it made it, it made the castle look like it was different things. It worked with its parameters. And the same with the Star Wars thing. What they did with the Tower of Terror when they started the Star Wars show was they made the Tower of Terror collapse. It looked like the Tower of Terror collapsed in front of your eyes. Wow. Start the show. It, it was really impressive. So as long as they're going to use the building, and I, I can't see them trying to half ass this. I can't no, I, see I that... I
2: they'll go all in with yeah.
1: this. Yeah, and I think if this has been something that's been rumoured for a while, I'd imagine that this is something they've been planning for a while. It's not just something they decided to stick out now. So that makes me really excited, knowing how so. those shows have been and what they could possibly do with uh, you know, Hogswald, uh, Hogsmeade and, and Hogwarts.
2: Exactly, it's going to be beautiful. Um, there was another little bit of Christmassy holiday information that Universal brought out too, and that is the Macy's Parade is being kind of rethemed to being based on more Universal things. So things like Minions, things from DreamWorks, but featuring Macy's balloons as well, so it's not going to be called Macy's Parade anymore.
1: Oh.
2: Which is um, a little bit odd, but it's going to be called Universal's Holiday Parade featuring Macy's.
1: That's, that's a bit odd because I mean, the thing is, I mean, we, we obviously don't have Thanksgiving over here and we don't have holiday parades over here, but I think everybody knows the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade.
2: Exactly.
1: At least even just by name. The first, um, so my sister-in-law is American. And the first year she was here, a bit homesick, wanted to do a Thanksgiving dinner for some of her friends that were here and, you know, some family as well. And I said, we will come on one condition. We can watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade whilst we eat. <laughs> and we did it, I, th- I think it was like two days after Thanksgiving. And I did get a download of the parade and we had it on in the background while we was eating so that felt, no. it felt good. Um, but it's it's so synonymous. It's it's weird that it's kind of being pushed to the back.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it'll probably still have a big presence in the periods. But maybe they, they did just feel like they wanted it to be a little bit more Universal themed. Hmm. So we'll see Minions, Shrek, Madagascar. And who knows what else?
1: Well, I've seen. There's got to be a Shrek one, hasn't
2: there? Defoe gravity. Oh, you. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I imagine there'll be a Secret Life of Pets one. Because I've only got one now, haven't they?
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: Just stick a, a Santa hat on a few of the dogs. <laughs>
2: That'll do you. Yeah, exactly. I think this is going to work really well. I think it'll be an improvement. What they have now is already really good, but i I do think it'll be an improvement
1: do you think and the, the, again like unfortunately, a man is recording this show with the two ununiversal experts here um but you know Disney always seems to make a big deal about christmas
0: mm-hmm. uh with
1: the the Mickey stuff and how they do decorations and everything like that um and also and Paris although it doesn't have the the Mickey celebrations over Christmas, they do. Uh, all the same kind of things, all the decorations and snow and and everything like that. Universal never seen, or I never hear that Universal do that much for Christmas. So what do they actually do for Christmas normally?
2: They usually just have the the Macy's parade, so that goes on throughout November and December and a little bit of January. Um, Then they have Grinchmas, that's that's pretty much as, as far as it goes. They do tend to decorate the park.
0: Mm. They're fairly slow with it as well. They don't normally start until like the beginning of December, do they?
2: I think maybe Grinchmas starts at the end of November. Yeah. Um, But the rest of it does tend to be mostly contained in December. But I'm guessing that's because, you know, Halloween Horror Nights went on until the first week of November this year. And they've got to clear all of that off but mm. well, apparently this is going to start on the 18th of November this year
1: Well, I mean that's good because I mean the thing is I completely understand what you're saying about um, Halloween Horror Nights but most of what they most of Halloween Horror Nights is behind the scenes anyway mm-hmm. so it's not that you know, if, if they turn around and said that was the excuse why I think it's a bit cheap because I mean even I mean I remember uh, the last time we was over there Um, we were um, I think we were there to about the 4th or 5th of November and by the 2nd of November they were already in full swing decorating everything for Christmas I think it officially like Disney's Christmas stuff started on the 5th of November or around about that
0: time I, I went to the first party the last time we were out and that was the same weekend as Wine and Dine yeah so, I mean, so that they, would
1: have been like the second weekend. So they really, November. they really start to knock it out quickly. Um, yeah, I mean, and I mean, the thing is, they've got just as many decorations. Well, they've got a lot of decorations out for Halloween, and that's all gone in a matter of days.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's a bigger park, so I think that's a cheap answer. They can do the Halloween horror night stuff in the background, but. Um,
2: That is true. Maybe there's another reason why they do tend to start a little bit later, but I don't know of it. But I do think that I have seen more people in the last few years go into Universal around Christmas time. Mm. I do think it's getting more popular, and maybe this is their answer to that.
1: Yeah, I think they. I think they should. I mean, it as you say, it brings people in. Um, You know, if you're if, if you know Disney have Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween. As their alternative to Halloween horror nights, mm-hmm. so there's no reason why Universal can't do more of a Christmas theme because Disney are doing it. It makes sense because if you love Christmas, and you know a lot of people, you know this atheist loves Christmas. Um, you know, if there was two things, I'm gonna go to two things. I am go to 2 things i would not just go to one.
2: Exactly, I'd want to, do, I'd want to do both. But this this announcement, like I'm, I'm not huge on Christmas really. But that's, I guess, because I haven't fancied going to anything, really, any events. Mm. I'm not really into the idea of Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. But this announcement made me want to go to Universal for Christmas, which I've never wanted to do in the past. Mm. So they've done a good job.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A
2: hundred percent. So... Unless you guys have any more news, I think that's it for the news, really.
1: No, no, I think I, I've only seen some rumours of stuff. I've not really seen any news, so um, I, and I mean I'm proper unreliable stuff. So it's not even worth mentioning, really. So I'm I'm good. Anything, Paul? No, I've got nothing either.
2: I did. I did have one more thing, but it's. Somebody asked it in a um, a question to us, so I think I'll just touch on it when we get to that question.
1: Okay, fair enough.
2: Okay, so we posted on our group this week asking for questions from lovely listeners, and we got so, so many questions, and we've been really excited about recording this so that we could answer them. So basically, I'm just going to go through the list and... I'll answer and I'll ask the guys to answer too.
1: I'm so excited yeah. by this. That not, <laughs> you,
2: you don't know the questions. I'm right? not even looked at the questions.
1: <laughs> but, that, but, the, but the reason for that is because if I read the questions before, I've got to think about it. I'd rather just okay. answer off the cuff.
2: I'm going to jumble these up because there's some of them that only I'm going to be able to answer, I think. So
1: I'll we'll make will see about these. that.
2: <laughs> right, so the first one I will do is our Craig, because he's not here, has asked us, even after going so many times in the past, what new thing to do are you looking forward to next time you visit, and the last time you visited, what was the new thing you did then?
1: It's quite a complex question, actually.
2: Is a complex. So we'll start with the first one. What new thing are you looking forward to doing next time you visit Universal? So Nick, when was the last time that you went?
1: The last time I went to Universal was two thousand and ten. Although we're trying to um, change that at the moment, I'll leave that there. Um, at that time, I suppose the newest thing was was Wizard World. I mean, the stars aligned because we were both. Well, my my wife even more so, but both uh, fans of Harry Potter. Um, And that was our honeymoon trip. And it just so happened that we decided to delay it a year um, anyway because we had so much going on leading up to the wedding that it felt like we'd be rushing the honeymoon. So we pushed that back a year for our first anniversary. Um, And it was good that we did because the Wizarding World then opened up a few months before we got there. So it was busy but it wasn't obviously as busy as when it first opened. Um, So all of that stuff. Although I've still never done Dragon's Challenge.
2: Oh, mate, you need to do it soon because I've heard that's going to go.
1: I've heard that rumour too. I've heard maybe
2: as soon as September.
1: Wow, as early as that. Wow. As early as
2: that. So I'm glad that I'm going next week and I'm going to write ten times.
1: Are they going to, what what do you think, it's going to be replaced with an outdoor thing or do you think they're going to use that land to build a new soundstage?
2: Well, I've seen a couple of rumours that it is going to be potentially a dark ride. Okay. So yeah. I think they're going to get rid of the entire thing and build a soundstage.
1: I suppose that could potentially, if they build a new soundstage, that could give them some additional area to do, well, I was going to say Halloween Horror Night stuff, but they don't really do stuff in Islands of Adventure. today.
2: Well, I mean on uh, I don't remember whether Chris was talking about it on our podcast or on Brovision but he was talking about how the you know it's not very far fetched to think that they might go back to violence adventure
1: I think it was on this one actually
2: Was it Yeah just because of all the stuff that they're going to be doing with Nintendo mm. there's not really going to be much space with all the work that's going to be going on so it, potentially it could go back over to violence oh, wow. units
1: Okay. Anyway, right, so, so that was the answer to, to that for me.
2: Okay, so then next time you visit, what are you looking forward to doing the most?
1: Well, Obviously, Jimmy Fallon. Um, like. <laughs> no, I think if I get out in the time that I want to, it will be Kong. Oh. Um, only because, like, and I've, you know, I've obviously talked before about the sadness and never been able to go on the original Kong. So even though I'm not expecting it to blow my socks off. Um, you know, I, I, I love Kong, so that would probably be the thing um, the most. Followed by probably Transformers. Yeah. Because I've always wanted to go on that. Um, I'm not a massive fan of the film. Like, when the ride first came out, I, I think I, was still, I still had some interest in the franchise, but I've not seen the last Transformers. I've got no intention of seeing the new one either. They don't look very good anymore but um i imagine the ride's pretty decent so um yeah
2: yes okay paul what about you uh
0: the last time i went i did the whole wizarding world that was the first time i'd managed to do either side um and obviously the hogwarts express being the the connecting tissue i suppose um but yeah, definitely, and I I did manage, the only thing I didn't go on was the flight of the hippogriff,
1: mm-hmm. which right. I need to
0: do, which I'll probably probably do with Sam next time. Yeah, actually, I've just remembered
1: I've never done that either.
2: Oh. It's
1: going look rubbish.
2: It's actually good, you know.
1: Mm.
2: It's better, it's deceiving. It is better than where it looks.
1: Okay, like me.
0: All right. <laughs>
2: so then what are you looking forward to doing next time, Paul?
0: I'm actually am gonna go down the line. Jimmy Fallon, uh, yeah. Kong, just just doesn't appeal to me. I have to be honest. I've done, I did well. I didn't do the confrontation, but I did the original in Hollywood, uh, their version of it. Um, and this one just it doesn't seem to have any of that that likability of the original for me. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's definitely Jimmy Fallon. I'm a I'm a fan of the show, so i'm looking forward to seeing that and mainly possibly not even the ride the the non-q line is what i think excites me the most
2: yes okay so for me i think something i did last time that i hadn't already done was doing an rip tour at halloween horror nights that was super super fun and i definitely want to do it again i'd never done it before um, but it was a fantastic experience, especially with the group that we were with. It was really fun. And something I'm looking forward to this time that I haven't done before. Obviously, Jimmy Fallon. I am really excited about Jimmy Fallon. And I'm looking into doing a VIP tour for the day.
0: I will I will throw in that I will be doing Halloween Horror Nights the next time I go as well. Yeah. And that'll be my first time in... Orlando, I've done Hollywood twice, but not done Orlando, so looking forward to that you. as well.
2: You need to go at the same time as me and Chris so that we can all go together.
0: I've got to go in half term next time.
2: Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't be Sam doing... Sam starts school spend- in
1: September. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: wow.
1: So, yeah, my daughter just started to go in September as well. So but that's okay. What we could do, Paul, is just go out a few days before our other hours. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I suppose we could, couldn't we? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you know, no problem with uh you know you, you and
2: mummy can get us a flyer and you can
1: see daddy out there. Sure yes. <laughs> <laughs> sort it'll of be completely fine with
2: that. Yeah. Surely it'll be fine. It'll save money. Wouldn't it? Exactly. <laughs> right, let me see what other questions we've got. Um okay. I just saw one from Lord Luke Rowe that I'm not going to answer because that's real weird, Lord Luke Rowe. You are a yeah. little yeah. Okay, so the Disney community, this is from Jed Penner, has fun challenges like four parks in one day, it drinks around the world, etc. What are some of the existing universal challenges and what is a universal challenge that you would make up?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, what's the, the best what's the one? challenge? The, the challenge in the the hotel is it the Hard Rock with the
2: oh uh, the, the burger one?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Th- I think I think that's the only challenge that there is, really. Is
1: there the yeah. is there a rum one, or is that just a tasting thing?
2: That's just a tasting. Re- I mean, oh. you could make it a challenge if you wanted to make it a challenge.
0: Hmm. I don't um, think so. how many how fl- many tasting flights can you do
2: <laughs> before you die? <laughs>
1: Um, if I was to make up a challenge, I would make up how long you could stay inside the, um, American Tower, Barney the Dinosaur area. (laughs) Because that's, that's always scared me. It's the only reason I've gone on E.T. is because I was so scared I needed to calm myself down. And luckily that was (laughs) the newest thing. Um, but I imagine that's pretty traumatic.
2: I would imagine so too. Or you could do: How long can you stay in the Curious George ball pit without catching a cold too from rude. all the germs? I don't think there is any actual universal challenges, though. To be honest, I haven't heard of any.
0: Yeah.
2: But if yeah, I was any going,
0: I could, anyone be, I could come up with was how many uh, types of ice cream you can eat uh, in Dagon Alley.
2: Oh, yeah, that would be a good
1: one. That would be a real fun one. you, know, so what, you, you probably do want about butterbeer. Yeah. Like, have, have one of every butter... So, what is it? There's butterbeer ice cream, fudge, uh-huh. uh, slush. Hot, cold, normal. Hot, yeah. <laughs> so, that's six. That's six different butterbeer things that I can come up with on the top of my head. So, it's having all of those in one sitting.
2: Oh, you'd be sick.
1: I was almost sick having, I was almost sick up after just having the butterbeer, beer, so yeah oh wow, yeah,
2: I'd go with that one that's a good that's a good
1: one to do. well I suppose if you like another challenge you could probably do is how wet you can get and just go on Popeyes and w d rights over and over until you can't take it anymore.
2: That is um a good idea. We've actually got another question from Jed that's kind of like that.
1: Oh.
2: He says How do you plan for the water rides? And he's given us options. So A, do them all together and then get changed. B skip them. C, don't plan. D, are you that poncho wearing bam bam pot? I have no <laughs> idea what that is. <laughs>
1: He doesn't I actually say that. to Google it.
2: Yeah, he says had to Google,
1: that <laughs> Or
2: something else.
1: I'll, I'll jump so, in straight away and say I'm beat. I, I hate, I hate, I hate Popeye. Hate it with a passion. Wow. I've never what done... about Dudley Do right or Dress it past? I haven't done Dudley Do Rights, actually, because every time I've looked at it, there's been like a queue. I mean, not that a queue was that long, but it was long enough for me to go. Yeah, I can't be sitting. I can't be waiting for that. And I think the thing is, is that I, I know what Dudley Do Right should have been, as a ride, right. and so I've always felt like it was just a little bit of a. It was going to be a bit of a letdown. Plus, although the other thing is, like Dudley Do Right doesn't actually mean anything to us. Like yeah, that's, uh, that's Popeye true. <laughs> does, but Dudley Do Right, you know, I know there's a cartoon. I know there's that crappy live action film they did, but it means nothing. Jurassic Park, I love. But to be honest, I've never really got that wet on Jurassic Park. I don't know if I've just been lucky. Yeah, I, I, feel
2: like I, it, I feel like it's hit or miss with Jurassic Park. You'll either get completely drenched or you don't get wet at all. And there seems to be no rhyme or reason to it, so it doesn't really matter where you sit.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's just random. Okay. Yeah, I think it depends on how many people are in the boat.
1: Probably. Steel, we steel did it. Get off, get off at the top.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the last time I went, I went on it by myself, and there was no more than what five or six people on it, and they stuck us all in the front. So as soon as you're at that bottom,
1: Bam. all the
0: weights in the front of the <laughs> front of the boat, I was soaked, and I and I will say I'm D. I was wearing a poncho,
1: <laughs> and I still got soaked. Bit, I, the last time I went up, because I, refu- I I said I would never go on Popeye again. And then when we went back out there, um, she wanted to go on Popeye. So I said, oh, OK, but I'm putting a poncho on. I did nothing. Poncho did nothing.
2: Yeah, poncho's not going to save you on Popeye.
1: No. I think not- with that as well, and I, I, I don't know, maybe you can confirm this, but I think, again, there are certain... And it's and It's got nothing to do with where you sit, because obviously it spins as it goes around. But I think there are certain bits in those barges that you will get completely drenched.
2: Definitely. Definitely.
1: So you could could go on that ride and and escape with just a little bit of uh, being wetted. But, um, yeah, I've only ever got drenched on that thing.
2: Same. Well, I am A, so I do them all together, and then I get changed. Me and Ash do a thing that we call Bundy Fundy, and that's where we get up really early, don't put any makeup on. Don't do our hair. Just put it all up in a bun, and then we go and do every water ride, and then go back home and get changed and put
0: makeup on. I reckon we could do that. Though. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say I'm going to do that
2: the next time, my go. <laughs> <laughs> do it, because honestly, there is no point in putting makeup on to go on these water rides. You may as well jump into the pool because you get that wet. Except Jurassic Park. I'll go on Jurassic Park any day. I don't mind. If, I don't mind going on Jurassic Park, but the others. Not one chance of my going on that if I've got a full face of makeup on.
1: I think the problem is though, and this is my own experience so it's gonna be completely different to yours, is that you normally stay on site. Yes. Yeah. When I go to Universal, I'm either staying on Disney or i am either stayed on Disney property or we've stayed on iDrive. So it's mm-hmm. not just you know, if we if we wanted to go home to change, we would be have to leave the park and you know, probably looking at an, at least an hour round trip to go back, get changed. Well, to then come what you in. could do
2: is you could put your things in a little backpack, mm. and then there's lockers at the front of the park, and I think it's about five dollars for the day.
1: Yeah, do you know what? I don't think I've ever. I heard you talk about those on the last show. I don't think I've ever noticed those lockers. Yeah, but um,
2: <laughs> they're quite hidden. Yeah. Um, but there is a sign that points to them. But I, I have used them in the past. I bought about $150 worth of BT things one time and was not about to carry that around the park, so I left it in one of the lockers at Islands of Adventure. But if you're not sitting on site, you could just put your stuff in a locker and then you can, go, you can go forwards and backwards to the locker through the day, without mm. having to pay again. So you can get changed.
1: Do you... Uh, did, I, did a Universal offer a, a thing like Disney, where if you buy things, they can ship it to your hotel? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I just wasn't really interested in doing that. So I just got a locker. Precious.
1: <laughs> Eighty, precious.
2: Yeah, because it was the last one that was in the shop and I was like, oh my God, if something happens to this, then I'm going to have to wait for them to get them back in.
1: <laughs> no, fair, fair enough. I think we've all been there with, uh, with stuff where, you know, I've, I've definitely... Go, oh, I'll go back and get that later on, and then gone back and they've sold out completely, or they've sold out my size, or whatever. So I'm like you if I see something and you know I really want it, I have to get it there and then.
2: Hmm. Exactly. So the next one is Alan Wheeler says, "Would you like to see one franchise take an entire park?" So um, he said, for instance, would you have Potter as its own park or would you maybe make the third gate purely Nintendo? I'm going to say no to this. I personally wouldn't like that. Just because I like like being able to go between the different lands easily.
1: Hmm.
0: I agree with you, Amanda. I, I, I don't think it would work.
2: No, because you'd have to rely solely then on the fan base of that particular franchise.
1: Yeah.
2: And yeah I, I just don't think that would work.
1: I suppose what makes a theme park a theme park, and it's a theme, isn't it? You'd have to have an extremely strong franchise. But I also think what you've got to bear in mind is the size. So, mm-hmm. um, what's the smallest... Well, probably the smallest park I'd I'd ever seen was when uh, Disney Studios opened in Paris, when it first opened. I mean, that's never (laughs) had a thing. But not only that, we're we're talking about Hollywood Studios at the moment being a half day park with all the attractions being renovated and stuff. I mean, that wasn't even a half day park when it first opened, and it's only become a full day park recently. You know, you could argue that much. Um, but it wasn't a very big area. Now, when that first opened, you pr- the size of it, you probably could have actually themed it to an entire franchise if you wanted. But I think it really depends on the size of the land. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, as I said it would have to have a really, really strong franchise. I think if um, if Nintendo, I mean, we don't know what the third gate is still doing. Well, other than Game of Thrones, you're right, yes. So but <laughs> I'd
2: obviously go to a Game of Thrones park.
1: <laughs> Hashtag third Game of Thrones. But um, I think, you know, if, if they were doing Nintendo as a third as the third gate, I think twenty years ago, that would have been amazing. But I don't feel that Nintendo now, globally, is the brand that it was all those years ago when like Mario was still at the height of everything. I know there's like a new Mario Kart game that's just come out, but to me, people don't seem to love Nintendo in a way that they did when we were growing up, you know? And I, so do, I, don't I feel
2: like I'm really out of the loop with things like Nintendo, but didn't everyone go crazy about the Nintendo Switch recently?
1: Uh, well, I haven't bought one. Um, <laughs> it's an indication of anything, because I've, I've got a PlayStation <laughs> before, but I haven't got an Xbox One. But, uh, I mean, I think... Nintendo are very good at getting people hyped about stuff but I think putting into practice I mean look at that Mario Brothers game they were hyping that Mario Brothers game on the on the iPhone and Android coming out who's playing that still?
2: No because you're about to it, play it, to get to the next bit of it so I deleted it. Exactly. Yeah and,
1: so and it, it was wanted. just
0: the same as every other game that's that's like that. There was nothing different to
1: it at all. Exactly. So I mean I know, I know the Switch is different but I know that apparently it's doing quite well but I just don't think It has the fan base that it did. Look, look, when we were growing up, I'd play Mario Brothers. Adults play Mario Brothers. Everyone would play Mario Brothers. Now, as an adult, I've got really no interest in playing Mario Brothers anymore. Gaming's gone past that. Um, You know, that just doesn't excite me anymore. Um, I would love to see a Mario Kart attraction, but I do think, maybe in hindsight, and bearing in mind what they've done already, I do think Potter could have potentially been its own park, but I know what you're saying, Amanda, about um, you know people kind of avoiding it if they're not interested in it. But mm-hmm. I think there'll always be a kind of interest in seeing something, especially if they did a thing like well, what they did with Islands Adventure, where you you know you can buy a separate ticket, but for a little bit more than a, a ticket to one park, you can have a hopper that would encourage yeah. people to kind of go and see it, even if it's just to spend half a day in there to see if they like it, you know? Um, but I think with all, you know, if you think about how much space Potter's taken up, that probably could have been its, its, own, its own gate.
2: Yeah, I agree. With, a, I with agree. a few
1: attractions, like, you know, not just as it is, with like a couple more attractions, but I think they could have probably got away with that. And I think maybe, well, I mean, as a as a universal purist, I'd have preferred that because we'd jewel jewels, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. So.
1: <it> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so Brian Rose asks, would you recommend eating dinner inside the parks or outside along City Walk? I've been to NASCAR Cafe, RIP, a few times, hmm. NBC Grill and Brew. Hard Rock Cafe, Three Broomsticks, The Leaky Cauldron, and Hot Dog Hall of Fame. Thanks and love you all. Oh, we love you too, Brian. Oh, yeah. Back at you, man. Um, I feel like they're both. I don't think you have to limit yourself to um just choosing one. Sometimes I just nip out to City Walk for some dinner and then go back into the park. I think both have plenty of good options. Cowfish is fantastic in City Walk. But then sometimes I'm in a bit of a Panda Express mood. Or sometimes I just get a little pizza slice from the Monster Cafe. It just depends.
1: What's it like as a vegetarian in the park?
2: Universal is a lot better. Okay. Disney is such hard work. Like, very, very hard work. Their only options, really, at yeah. Disney is a, a garden burger, which isn't very nice.
1: Is that made of grass?
2: pretty much pretty much and it's it, yeah it's pretty minging. um so when i'm at disney i tend like i'm lucky that i go when food and wine festival's on so i kind of save myself a food and wine festival and spend every night at epcot that i'm at disney um otherwise i think i'd starve to death or live on crisps because it is
0: hard but universal I,
2: do have a lot more options
0: i will say similar for for children as well, disney is very limited on what you technically can choose for children. They're mm-hmm. their children's meals. We tended to use a lot of snacks for Sam when we were out there, just to give them a, a variation. Exactly. But then saying, saying that, I went in, we went in the Harry Potter restaurants, I can't even remember which one it was, whether it was Leaky Cauldron or Three Broomsticks, um, and they didn't have a kid's menu. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, it swings in roundabouts. It depends on how you want to look at it, I suppose, in that that sense, I think. But answering that question, for me, I think there's a better choice outside of the parks in City Walk. Yeah,
2: especially now since City Walk's been redeveloped, there's so many amazing restaurants. And, you know, we are lucky that we, that we do have City Walk and we can just hop out of the park and hop back in. Um, and it would take pretty much the same amount of time as it would to just eat dinner in the park, anyway. But I think it doesn't really make any difference. You just do whatever you want. We'll hmm. see better choices. Depends on what you like.
1: I, I mean, I, Paul, you you can probably answer this for me actually, but is City Walk set up? very similar to downtown disney at disneyland yeah pretty much so so you can kind of walk there from the parks yeah cuz that's the thing like you know obviously when you you know sorry to mention it again but um having gone from like disneyland paris to disney world and how spaced out everything is because you can walk from the Disney Village to Disneyland Paris in a few minutes, you know, under five minutes, um, but you wouldn't be able to walk from the Magic Kingdom to downtown Disney or Disney Springs now. Um, and the one thing that I, I've always liked about City Walk is the fact that you can, you know, as you say, just kind of hop out. There's no distance. And there's so much choice there uh, for eating. I've got to say, I never really had great experiences in universal um, i think maybe cuz um we had, we had like a few things with the dining plan i think we had breakfast or something Actually, maybe we didn't but anyway i mean, we because we was on saying on at disney on site we ate a lot there um and i just found a lot of the stuff in universal at the time seemed to be like very burger heavy Everywhere
2: I outlets. Yeah, I agree. It is quite burger heavy.
1: I don't <laughs> like burgers. get me wrong, but uh, um, yeah, it's not all the time.
2: No, but I think Disney is very burger heavy now, though. Right. And so, I mean, both of them tend to do. They do have the same, the same kind of food. But now that you've got like the Simpsons food court, so you've got a little bit more variation in there. And then you've got City Walk as an option too. It it is a bit more variation.
1: What about healthy food? Because, I mean, that was one thing Disney seriously lacked in. I remember, um, like, for breakfast, my wife wanted, like, some, I think it was fresh strawberries or grapes or something she wanted with some pancakes. And we couldn't get any proper fruit. Uh, Or I found it hard to get proper fruit fruit in food courts and stuff like that. Um, Is Universal kind of better for that, would you say?
2: Quite a few of the stands do sell fruit. Starbucks definitely sells fruit. And then in the Simpsons food court, there's a Lisa's Treehouse bit that sells a lot of veggie food and a lot of healthy food.
1: Cool.
2: So that tends to be my go-to place. Yeah, I
0: always forget yeah, about Springfield.
2: Yeah, because I think everyone just thinks, oh, Krusty Burger, but there's I think there's about six different food places in there
1: was that part of the expansion when they yeah. opened up Kudos and Kang? Uh-huh. Okay. I was going to say, cause I remember the, I remembered the quickie Mart shot but um, didn't remember. I didn't remember seeing anything else, but that's why. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. So it's inside like where Moses,
1: but yeah, I mean, to me, city walkers has got so many good choices. Um, I like Baba Gumps.
2: Oh, I love Baba Gumps.
1: Yeah. Um, it's you know it's nice we've got one in in London now, so at least I can kind of go to drown my sorrows um although it's it's not as good, but the the menu's pretty similar, you know same kind yeah. of stuff um oh, what else do I like there actually I think where else I at hard rock obviously oh,
2: really yeah, good. Hard Rock's
1: i do good. like I do like that hard rock hard rock is a bit pricey, but I always have a good experience in there.
2: Yeah, I really
1: Always good. my go-to in
0: Hollywood. Really? It's hard rock, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I like Okay, it. so... You're gone.
2: Sorry, the next... I'm just trying to get through this yeah. questions. The next one was from that Florida guy, Gary. He asked, if Craig Lucas had to be a performer in the parks, where would you put him and why?
1: Is there a circus?
2: <laughs> the Circus McGurkus. Mm.
1: Actually, no. He, really, what I need to do is American Horror Stories Freak Show. <laughs> That's an all, all year attraction. I just put Craig in there.
2: You know who I'd have him play? Beetlejuice. <laughs> <He's>
1: far too
0: <laughs> tall.
2: I think he'd make a really good Beetlejuice. Uh,
0: surely he'd make a better Frankenstein.
2: Yeah, I mean, he could be, but Frankenstein doesn't really talk. But. I think I'd rather Craig didn't line line is, <laughs> we <were>
1: <laughs> I can see where you're going with that. I don't know if Scouse Beetlejuice would have the same ring to it.
2: I'm sure he could put on an accent. We'll get him to do it next time he's on.
1: <laughs> oh, he could be a train driver on the Hogwarts Express.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he loves that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would be his idle job. That would be so funny. Oh, where else yeah. could you stick Craig? Uh, he could know. be a stout walker, but wouldn't need the stouts. Hey, if we could get him a big, a massive donut, he could be Lard Lad. lad. Uh, yeah. Couldn't he? I'm sure he wouldn't mind staying there with his arm raised for an indefinite amount of time.
2: Uh, no, I know where I'd put him. This isn't a performer, but he could perform anyway. I'd make him be the police mannequin in (laughs) E.T. Because he never shuts up about that mannequin. So there you go, Craig, you can replace him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I like that. (laughs)
2: Um, Okay, we've got one from Kevin Curtis Allen, but I'm going to change this question a little bit. So he asked what everyone's favourite on-site hotel was and why. So I'll give my answer. But then um, you guys can say which hotel you would really like to stay at online.
1: hmm
2: So mine is... It was Hard Rock, but it changed last year to Sapphire Falls, strangely enough. I thought I'd always like Hard Rock the most. But I did really, really enjoy Sapphire Falls. It was an awful lot cheaper. And I had a better time. So I am going to say... so if you guys had to choose one to stay out
1: well I
0: actually have a night planned at hard rock for the next trip oh for halloween horror nights night so i'm on site for it and is Uh, that
2: one that you would want to stay out the most
0: i think so yeah the music stuff's kind of my thing i've i've been a music fan well, obviously everybody's a music fan, but I used to go to gigs really quite regularly and, and things like that, and it, it's just always attracted me. So, plus you get the the express passes and mm-hmm. you're so close to the park as well. And just that, all the, the videos that I've watched of everything and the restaurants look good as well. And it just it's just what's attracted me completely. So, So that would be my choice to stay at full stop.
2: I think awesome. And what about you, Nick?
1: I would have to say Hard Rock. Um, I, I think probably because everyone's talked about it so much. You, you talked about Sapphire Falls last year, made it sound really good. But I think for my first on-site experience, I'd have to go Hard Rock.
2: Yeah, I agree. And, I agree. and, then, and then I'd
1: probably like change. <laughs> but yeah.
2: I feel like everybody should try Hard Rock at least once. Mm. Even if they do, just stay for one or two nights to get the use out of the Fast Passes, or well, the Express Passes. Because um, it is a really amazing hotel. The pool's amazing. The restaurants are really good. Um, But there was just something about Sapphire Falls last year that I really, really liked. And I'm gutted that I'm not staying there this year. So, let me find... We'll maybe do two more questions and then we'll wrap up and we'll save the rest of the questions for next time. So we had one that made me laugh from Jace Clutton. And he said, what verbal gymnastics are Disney fans going to go through just to prove that blue man tail sex world isn't a failure and how miraculously it is better than the wizarding world? Then how are they going to talk shite about how it was never meant to be the potter swatter after all? (laughs) And that made me laugh because I listened to the last episode of Diz After Dark when I was driving home from Liverpool and all I heard was Craig talking crap about Harry Potter.
1: Craig is like my least favourite footwear, (laughs) the flip-flop. Because he our flip-flop. I love him, but he flip-flops. Personally... (laughs) I've said since day one of this podcast, in fact, one of the very earliest episodes was not long after I think Avatar was announced or they're officially about to start groundwork or whatever. I don't know. We were talking about it, and I have always been very vocal that I don't think it's going to be all that great. I really don't think it's going to be all that great. Um, I think but now it's, it's coming upon us, and what I've seen so far, I think it's going to be good. But to me, Avatar was a complete knee-jerk reaction to Harry Potter. And again, as I've said, if they knew that Lucasfilm would be coming up for sale not long afterwards, there is no way they'd have ploughed that money into Avatar. Now, I've also heard rumours that um, it's a co venture and so Disney are, are kind of footing half the bill and... Cameron or Fox are, are foot in the other half. I don't know how true that is. I don't, I don't actually think it is, but I've heard that. Um, maybe that that was a thing that sweetened it, but I can't see it was it was necessary really because you know at that time Avatar was like the biggest film in history. Um, I just, to me, it's it's had one film. They've announced now. Did you did you see um, that they've yeah. just announced the release dates for avatar two three and four yeah
2: yeah I think that's gonna happen
1: and it's going be... five and five oh, Jesus yeah Ugh. and um isn't it isn't the first one due 2020 now is it 2019 yeah 2020 2020 so I mean the thing is by that point it will be 11 years after avatar came out I just I just think it's a bust Already, I don't care how impressive something is. I mean, the rides could be great, but if if any real Disney fan thinks that this is going to blow Potter out of the water and what they've done at the Wizarding World, I think they're going to be sort of disappointed. It looks yeah, great. It looks great, but just because something looks good doesn't mean it's all there. I agree. I
2: mean, I I think. Avatar is going to be good and I don't think there's ever been a point where I've been like, oh no, it's going to be rubbish. I do think it's going to be good. I don't think it's going to be everything they made out there it was going to be at all. But I do think it will be a good land. I don't think there's a chance in hell of it touching Potter. And I'm not one of these people that's like, I either like Universal or I like Disney and there's no in-between. I like both of them pretty equally, but what they did with Potter was fantastic, and I just don't think—I mean, Star Wars—I think that's that's going to be competition,
1: mm.
2: but I don't think that Avatar will.
1: No, no. Uh, I, I no, can't say.
2: Base to Avatar, no. like there is with Potter, you've got hardcore Potter fans that travel from different countries just to come and see it would anyone travel from a different country purely to see Avatar? No, is the answer to that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you hear the stories that now twice it's happened, that the Imagineers have turned around and gone, why didn't you just wait six months? And if they'd have waited six months, they would have had Lucasfilm. And then, like, a year ago, Turn around and went. Oh, why didn't you just wait until Zootopia was finished? And neither set of Imagineers are happy. They, they would have rather have had something else to work on, something that was their own. Um, and I actually think they've they've taken some shortcuts. I don't think these rides are going to be anything special at all. Um, it seems like they're just using old systems that they've already got and. It's a shame. I think it'll look lovely. But it's, it's not going to touch Potter any
1: in any way, shape or form. Well, what was people... Uh, I was listening to a podcast recently and talking about the Potter technology for... Um, Forbidden Journey. And someone asked why it had never been used again. Who was that? Was that Chris? that was talking about that. I
2: don't know.
0: I know I definitely heard something recently that Disney thought they'd got the deal on it. And then Universal went and stumped them.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: And Universal got exclusive rights to use that system. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, that was the last really exciting ride, <coughs> I think. Like, everything that's come after that has been... <laughs> Frankly, disappointment. That wait, ride for system, yeah. That that ride I think Gringotts fantastic. was good. Yeah, I, I look. I've not gone on Gringotts, but I, you know, I think you're in the minority for that. From from what I've heard, and I Me. think I think, uh, and again, not having been on it, but I thought Gringotts was quite similar to that roller coaster they've got in Orton Towers. Oh, um,
2: it, Thirteen wait, or something. What? Oh, no, it's nothing
1: like that. No? Okay. But, um, yeah, I just... I, to me, like I said, like every ride since then has been a variation of something that's... That was the last original ride. Everything else has just been an updated version of something that went before. So, like, Transformers was just Spider-Man, essentially. Just done a different way. Um, Kong you know, was was kind of existing technology as well. Nothing seems original. And from what I've seen so far, nothing seems original with this. It's just, as Paul said, a variation of something that's come before. What they need is something groundbreaking. Now, what they're talking about with Star Wars, some of that stuff sounds groundbreaking. And if they can now, that lightsaber stuff they're talking about, it'll be a game changer, I think. But, um, avatar just just doesn't look like it's going to cut the mustard hmm.
2: okay we'll do one last question but before i do that last question um i just want to say steve wilson they're never going to get rid of e.t, <laughs> get rid of ET so no thank you and jed penner I will answer your ET question on the next episode because I feel like I'm going to give a really long answer to that question and we don't really have that much time left. So, <laughs> Simon Sayers, Hi, guys. Great show. Keep up the awesome work. When and where would you eat our Halloween Horror Nights? Plus, if you could only ride one more attraction again for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? I know it's two questions, but I like to be a bit cheeky. I
1: don't think there's anything wrong with that.
2: <laughs> I well at Halloween Horror Nights um, they have loads of booths around the park, so they do things like um, twisted taters. They're really nice. Um, they do chicken wings, um, all you know, kinds you know, Hang
1: on, you know you know chicken wings aren't vegetarian, right? Just because they're thin. <laughs> yeah. okay.
2: Personally, I don't eat the chicken wings, but other people do. Um, but they do have plenty of choice. You don't have to go and sit in a restaurant and take up your time. But then you can do the Scare Rector Dining, which is in the Monster Cafe. And they put like a, a buffet style thing on. So that's a good option. Other than that, I would probably just eat from the the booths that are out around the park. Um. But if you could ride one more attraction for the rest of your life, what would it be, guys? I'll let you answer. i I'm,
0: I'm going to go for, for one we've already talked about, actually. Uh, I would pick Jurassic Park. Oh, would ya? Wow, yeah. Bye. Just, a, just a, it's just a classic ride, and it seems like it was made with the love of the filmmakers. I think Spielberg was obviously involved quite heavily, and it just, I just, I like the animatronics. I still think they're really clever for yeah. But when they were made, certainly, and even now they still hold up. I think it's just Splash Mountain, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but. It, Jurassic Park's a better story <laughs> no, than
1: no, then. Of course it is, of course it is. No, I am a I'm a big fan of Jurassic Park as well. Just out of curiosity, Paul, because I know it came first, what's the Hollywood like the Hollywood version like compared to the Islands of Adventure version? More or less exactly the
0: same.
2: Oh, is there? There's
0: not much difference at all. Okay. Mm.
1: Interesting. Weird. Okay, okay out- so it is my, I mean, I've still, it's still got my favourite story about the fact, you know, still, seems to have had a hand in it, the alcohol's kicking in, um, and yet he can't ride it all the way through. I do love that. But like you, Paul, I think it's a cracking ride. <sighs> so the thing is, you didn't put a caveat in this, if it could be something from the past.
2: Oh, well, that's true. You <laughs> didn't mention that, Simon.
1: So... I'll I'll do an extinct attraction and I'll do a current one. Surprisingly, my answer is actually going to be Jaws. Right. Because although I've always said about how much I you know I wanted to go on King Kong, because I never went on it, I don't know how much I enjoyed it in comparison to Jaws, which I know I loved. So therefore, I'd go with the safe choice of something that I knew I loved. Um, but of the stuff that's there now um I think I think I choose Spider Man, you know. Would you? I love Spider Man so much. A surprise, man. I love Spider Man so much and I know it's you know, almost it's about 18 about years old now, isn't it? But I just think it's such a good system and I don't think it's been bettered. You know, again, mm. it's, another, it's another thing where that was, I think, the first kind of attraction of its kind like that. And you've had versions of that. You've got Transformers in the park. You've got Ratatouille in, in France. They're similar systems of the same thing. None of them compare to Spider-Man.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So if I was going to pick mine, if I could do an extinct one, I would do Jaws as well. 100% do Jaws. But if it's something that's there now, obviously E.T. Because if I'm riding it for the rest of my life, they can't close it. <laughs> there. So they'll have no choice but to keep it open until I die and then I won't care because I'll be dead.
1: So Paul, because you didn't answer it in that respect, would you have yeah. a different ride? For yeah, post. I would pick Back to the Future. Oh, every yeah. Every time.
0: Absolute classic. And I know The Simpsons is the same ride system, and but there was just something about it that was... It just felt like it was a continuation of the film.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, you could imagine Doc Brown doing exactly what he's doing. Mm. And it just... And the fact that they did, obviously... Michael J. Fox wasn't in it, but they did have Chris Lloyd back, they did have uh Tom Wilson back. Um and I actually really like the storyline as well. I thought it was clever that, that again Biff found a way to to get away into the future and the past and, and mess things up like he always did. <laughs> you yeah,
1: know you know what, you know what I think? Exactly. You know, I think it's amazing about the Back to the Future attraction, other than the fact that it closed me and months before my first trip to Orlando, is the fact that, like you say, Paul, it felt like a continuation without the star. That's the thing. Michael J. Fox was clearly the star of those films. You didn't feel that it lacked that star power. I mean, you know, I've talked about before that the the whole, you know, cue and ride is on the. 25th anniversary edition uh, Back to the Future collection. So I've seen it all and I've had to move around to pretend that I'm on the ride. But <laughs> it, it, it works so well. It feels just like you're in the film. And I think any... The best rides, the best attractions are the ones that, that do that where you can believe that you are either in the film or it's a continuation of the film and it doesn't feel like it's just shoehorned in. I love The Simpsons, but it doesn't. It doesn't even feel like an episode of The Simpsons. Do you know what I mean? It feels like an odd thing to me. Mm-hmm. There's something about it that, and I, I unlike most people, I quite like The Simpsons, but it, there's just something jarring about it for me in comparison to that. Now, on a, on a similar note, Men in Black. I don't actually think that's a very good continuation of Men in Black. I know what they're trying to do with that but to me that and I, I don't know if it's because I think the animatronics are, are mostly quite ropey or the aliens in it are quite ropey but once you get past the queue I don't actually think the ride's that good but you know Back mm-hmm. to the Future was is one that really captured the spirit of it very well
2: yeah, yeah I mean I don't think Men in Black's the best ride in the world but it's it's fun it's a fun ride I couldn't yeah, go
1: yeah. find that universal without riding it. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's 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 terrible, it's it's good for what it, it needs to be. But in terms of like, you know, you know, Jaws felt like you were going around the town of J- like where Jaws is set around Amity. Like you felt like you could be part of that. In a weird way when you consider that Jaws is set at a beach. And it's clearly not a beach. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's like you know, it's more like a harbour. But I never went around. It, it was like, oh, well, this isn't a beach. I accepted what it was, and I fully believed what I was experiencing. Um, I think Harry Potter does quite a good job of that, of that as well, actually, of making you feel like you're you're actually in that world.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: But that's that's really it. So, great questions though.
2: I know, like, if we didn't answer your question, yeah, I'm really sorry. We just got an awful lot of them, but we will 100% answer them in the next episode. We are going to record another one before I go away. So we'll definitely get them all answered. We did just get an awful lot of really, really good questions. And I just picked them at random, really.
1: Yeah, so so if we make a note of the ones that we've answered and then for the next show, we'll uh, we'll do that. Yes. Cool, cool, cool.
2: So unless anyone's got anything else, I think it's time to wrap up. Cool. Cool. So thanks so so much for listening. Make sure you go and buy Chris's new book. It's out on Amazon. Um I have a new mini series on my YouTube channel where I'm reviewing seven horror films in seven days. So I would greatly appreciate if you went to check them out. And anything you guys want to promote?
0: Um, so I should have the first half of my my trip blog going up on our website,
1: uh, magical dot com. Yes, uh, you
2: can
1: you can hear me embarrass myself as Ian Lee's guest on his radio show. Links in the group. Uh, oh,
2: that was a fantastic episode. I definitely <laughs> recommend everyone goes and listens to that because it was it was Nick. That was amazing. It was such a good episode.
1: It was it was weird to be so candid. I was talking to my brother about it because he's not heard it yet. And I said it was quite funny how candid I was on that. i really, I really didn't expect to to be so open and honest about stuff. So yeah, if you actually want an insight into um what makes me tick, then um yeah, down the and Lee Podcast that I'm on. And the links in the group. Um otherwise, thank you for your, your continued support of us and patreons you, you are going to get your stuff out i've got to finalize the t-shirt because um, i wasn't happy with the first design of it so that's been um tried with uh, some help from paul and uh, we'll hopefully get that done soon and badges will be on the way to people that have done that as well so i actually got... oh,
2: yeah. also i'm gonna have badges when i'm out in the park yeah if you're a listener and you see me while i'm out and about in orlando come over to me and i'll give you some badges
1: and if we run out, um, you can. I'll make you Details watch. or something. Well, I was going to say we'll send one out afterwards if we run out. But um,
2: I'll give you yeah. an IOU for a bag.
1: <laughs> I gave some for my wife to wear in Disneyland Paris this week, and meant to give her some more to take with her, and then found that put them in the wrong bag.
2: So oh, they're, they're here. Okay.
1: So if, if anyone is listening to this while she's out there and sees her wearing one, go and say hi. Leave your details, and we'll send one out in the post to you. But. Um, yeah. Otherwise, thank you.
2: Thanks so much, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Bye.
1: We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you would like to support Diz After Dark and the other After Dark Network podcasts, please visit our website at www.patreon.com forward slash Diz That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash After Dark. Thank you. of the After Dark Podcast Network.